And welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. So glad all of you are joining us from Austin, Texas, where we're recording live. And I have with me in studio my son, Paxton, who is drawing right here. We're really excited about him. And I also have in studio Nicole, Super Trooper Troop. Welcome back, Nicole. Thank you. And we also have Cody from the Cody Sparks Band. Welcome, Cody. I'm here. Again. <laughs> and we also have Adrian Plug and Pull, mother to Paxton Plug and Pull. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you. All right. So here's a question that, that many are probably wanting to know the answer. It goes like this. Hey, I have a friend who is in medical sales. He works for a company that is going to start hiring for an assistant for his position. Basically, the position would entail going to clinics and teaching the staff there how to use a heart monitoring device and giving excellent customer service. My friend wants me to apply for it because he thinks I do the job really well. The job pays extremely well. The issue I'm having is that, that the company wants someone who is from the medical field, who's worked in heart clinics specifically. I do not have that experience. My friend is willing to even lie to his boss about how he and I work together in a clinic here in Austin. Part of me wants to jump at the opportunity to make a better life for myself. The other part of me, well, I've never lied to get a job. I know the right thing isn't to lie, but I've been really struggling financially and this job would help me a lot. Any advice you would have would be greatly appreciated. Take the job. <laughs> Cody Sparks fan. Don't lie. Cody Sparks fan, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, so I didn't Cody, mean it, but I mean, it sounds Cody, nice. Cody, what would you say to this person? Oh, integrity and your character comes into play. So, hmm. I mean, obviously you have to be honest. That's hard. That's a hard one. Cause, yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's that hard. It's not hard. It is actually. a hard one. It's not, not hard. hard. Well, hold on. Let's ask Cody. What, before you jump on Cody, can we at least <laughs> Pax, hear get from get out of my camera shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you, can you, can you, Cody, can you explain why it's actually hard? Because I think well, because you know, from it, these black and white people that's over exactly here. exactly right. Not, because they, you guys are sitting here in your church world. Yeah. And there's a big world that's outside of this. And you have your opportunity to make cash flow and change your life. And it's only over one little bit lie. Is it worth it or not? Exactly. And what are what are your repercussions from this? I mean, if you, you you could pray about this and be honest, and then probably God will provide a way for you and make this job come into play, and you could get the job, or you could just say, "I'm just gonna lie about it," and may you will get the job. <laughs> this I wouldn't do it. I would have to be honest about it. I'm just saying Here's there's the a thing. lot of people out there who are going to oh. struggle with this. Adrian, do share what you're thinking. It's not going well for you if you lie. Because no. one, it doesn't guarantee the job. Two, you're left with this like Guilty sin. conscience right. all the time. Yeah, and then you, at some point you feel like you need to fess up. And three, if the people find out that you lied. Then you're fired. Then it's like, yeah. Whereas they might have hired you regardless. And to me, the, I want to hire as an employer, I'm wanting to hire the person that has the confidence to say, hey, I know this is part of the prerequisite. I think I'd be excellent at this. Here's the experience I have that I think would make me the best right. hire for this position. And in your interview, you could just say, look, Absolutely. I may have not worked here, but this is my knowledge of right. X, Y, Z. Here's why I'm the best hire. And here's why someone with medical experience isn't really a better hire than me. And I'm like someone with that kind of confidence and assertiveness yep. coming at me, I'm hiring them, no problem. But if I find out that they, because here's the thing, in the lie, you're going to come off weak because your lie is going to be weak and, and you're going to come off weak. It will kind of be exposed. And if it's not exposed, you will look weak because somebody will sense the offness. No matter how good you are at lying, you'll either come off overconfident and people are like, "What? Ha that was weird. Or you'll come off kind of weak because you're insecure about your lie. Either way, I think it's not going well. Right, what do you, do you think, Nicole? 
First of all, I spent most of my post-grad life in the corporate world, mm -hmm. and I've been a part of several hiring processes. And you never want to lie on your resume because they will find out and they will fire you. And then when you put this on your resume for a future job, uh, your future employers, like potential employers, might find out that you previously lied to get a job. Um, so it never goes well for you when you lie about anything, but especially about a job. And if his friend thinks that he's, that he's the best candidate and wants him to apply, there's a reason for that. And like, you can be honest and convincing about that. I think kind of like what Adrian was saying, like you can make your case and if they don't hire you, that's their loss. Right. And there are other opportunities out there where you can make a lot of money doing something similar. Like, 100%. I think a lot of times when we're in these positions, we feel like it's it's this opportunity or there's no other opportunities, and that's just not true. Right. And it's also true that spiritually, this is where you do have a blessing from God in following Him. And so I really do believe this is where you, if this, first of all, you think this money is going to change your life, you might not realize that this money will wreck your life. And so you got to trust God. So you come to the Lord, I think, with this, with this predicament, tell you know, walk him through what your desires are, walk him through what you would like him to do, but then trust that if they don't hire you, that this money might not have been the positive that you think it would have been. Or trust that it's going to work out and they're going to hire you without this experience. But either way, you want God's blessing in your life. Mm -hmm. You don't want your perceived blessing. Right. Yeah, that's where I feel like I, I would start initially. Because if you start with like the practicality of it, you're really, because what if it was sinful, but you practically it made sense. I think you're always going to struggle with that. Proverbs 20, 18, whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked will in his ways suddenly fall, which is what we said practically. God also speaks to that. Uh, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. So do you want to be delighted by God or do you want to be an abomination? I, and that's the part where people are like, an abomination? That's just a little extreme. You know what Revelation 21 says, all liars go to double or H-E double hockey sticks. And so I think that's the part where we're not thrilled about that. Uh, Colossians 3, 9, do not lie to one another seeing that you put off the old self with this practices. So you, you've got this reality that clearly the Bible is clear about not lying. Your whole, the Holy Spirit within you should be saying, don't do it, don't do it. And then you should have godly people in your life saying, hey, trust God. Because ultimately that is what you want your life to be about. Because if you build your life on lies, then it will fall and crumble and you know, you're going to want to, let's say you have children at some point or you have a, this person has a child. You're going to want to say, hey, do the right thing and leave the consequences to God. Because if God is good, if God is who he says he is and, he, and he's promised to be, then you can trust him with your future. Um, I I think that's where is what Proverbs 27, 15, uh, the, the righteous will never be forsaken. I've never seen the children of the righteous begging for bread. That verse should like inspire you that God's faithful to the ones he loves. And for the most part, you're not going to struggle with um, dying by starvation if you don't get this job. Your might, life might be hard. This could be a temptation. It's your test. Yeah, it could be it a could test. Be the, exactly. And yeah. I think that's where we we miss out on getting God to use us because we fail tests and God's probably going to bring another opportunity for us to take that test again so that we can grow. He won't tempt you, but he will test you. Yeah. There you go. All right, well, hey, 
I'm just grateful we got that that question out of the way. Any other thoughts uh, about workplace, you know, like mindsets of really looking for a job and looking for work um, in a modern day culture setting, especially from our HR uh, superstar, uh, Nicole Super Trooper Troop? Not an HR superstar. I've just been in a lot of situations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are the pro- what are the primary um, things you find people running into with that? So I think it's usually it's usually just bad resumes. Really? Like, yeah, resumes are hard because you have to use like uh, you have to use like certain like buzzwords and stuff depending on like what field you're applying Synergy. in, and like ugh, I hate that word. It is a meaningless <laughs> word that means nothing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, and like, and like talking about things in a way that's, uh, qual, like qualitative, if that makes sense. Like you're, a lot of people will put just basically their job description on their resume. And like, that doesn't really say anything about what you actually accomplished. Right. And so usually, uh, like career coaches will tell you to focus more on your accomplishments at a job. Like I like, okay, you streamlined a process, but like what, what did that result in for the company? Did you save the company money? Did you, did you make something more efficient? Like, did you increase production of something by doing that and stuff like that? So, um, and I think also confidence goes a long way when you're in an interview. Yeah, and energy, being and energy. excited about yeah. being there. Otherwise, you, if you if you're not excited about the interview, and you want to come off cool, calm, and collect or something, that that comes off as like, oh man, you're going to be Eeyore and hard to deal, deal with and working. So you yeah. want you want someone that has a little bit of pep in their step that that they're excited about being there and yeah. uh, excited about joining the team. And also, like, know why why that company should want to hire you. Like, I think a lot of the time people get caught up in this, like, I need this job, kind of like this person. It's like, oh, yes. it's like, okay, okay, you need, you need a job. That's true. But, but like, why does this company need you? Oh, nice. You know, like, like, why should they want to hire you? And why are you better than any other candidate? And like, you, you are selling yourself in a sense, but I think it's also best to go into any kind of like job search situation, not thinking like, like coming from a, a mindset of desperation. Yeah. Basically. All right. Yeah, go ahead. You want to say something, Adrian? Well, I mean, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of interviews when we were looking to hire just for the church. Oh, man. Did we ever? And oh, yeah. I think ministry is different than corporate. Show me what you think about ministry, Adrian. It's the laziest group of, it's the laziest demographic. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Now, <laughs> once you have, once you make what? a good hire, I would say that church workers are often the hardest working people anywhere. I would say Chris is one of the hardest working people I know, but I would say that that so the about, people about, out of the people you the interviewed, people looking, no, okay. no, 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 thank you. That no, makes it that no, makes it sound a little bit better. Generous. No, no, but the people no of the per- percentage of people looking to be hired for In a the church, church world is that what you're saying? Yes. You're of, saying that no, uh, no, not currently employed. No, of the people except looking for to everybody be else at our church. Okay. People that are looking for jobs out I'll there in the, the question when you're ready to listen. People out there <laughs> that are looking for jobs in the church world are lazy. Correct. There you go. People looking for a ministry position for the most part 
are what they want is to sit on their couch and like pontificate about Jesus. And they want to be paid to do that. And I'm sorry, but that's not going to get anybody anywhere. And I feel like that's who we interviewed over and over. And it was just different manifestations of the same people that didn't have a drive for anything. And to your point, Nicole, they didn't have any experience of what they had done. They maybe listed that they worked as a part of this ministry at this church. What did you do? Yeah. And then they can't tell you what they did, or they can tell you what the person over them did and how they assisted. What did your assistants look like? Yeah. And so that was really frustrating yeah. because okay. you it was like over and over again, we were seeing absolutely no evidence that these people had ever done anything except maybe show up. But like, who are we to assume they even showed up? I sure wasn't going to assume that. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was... Uh, it was, And it wasn't just us. It wasn't just our church. It wasn't just who we were. No, it was people looking for ministry jobs. I have never seen such a lazy group of... I will say. Or is could that be... Okay, hold on. Before we slam all ministry people, could it be all people are just lazy? And I think, I think that's true because you run into that a lot also in the corporate world. I have seen more no-shows for interviews in the corporate world than should even be realistic. Okay, but hang on. Here's my question for that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I found out that unemployment, in order to get on unemployment, you have to Apply. you have to prove that you've applied and that you have set up interviews. And so a lot of that, I think, a lot of the no-shows, from my understanding, are most likely people who are just trying to get their unemployment. Do you sure, but, but I would say that we didn't have no-shows. Well, we but said, regardless, it doesn't matter. We said matter. unqualified people. Point, is yeah. they're lazy. They're wanting to get unemployment more than they're wanting right, to get Right, they would rather get free but, money. Yeah, but right. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. That wasn't ministry people. That's right. true. That's that true. was that was yeah. Right. All the ministry people were looking for a job. Now they may not have been qualified for it. They thought pontificating on their couch was what they were supposed to do. Right. Um, but they were ready to go pontificate on their couch. Yeah. Uh, really sincerely. Sincere. Uh -huh. Very deeply sincerely, while their wife worked a full time job and had brain cancer. But like that was their that was their sole like kind of reality there. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say that? I, yeah. I don't know who it is. They didn't get hired. They probably aren't listening. Right. So, I mean, like, it's it, like people had just, it was interesting on how they weren't working and were wanting to just sit around. But I don't think that's ministry only people. Yeah. Correct. Right, Melanie? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but did you see this? Okay, I would argue that maybe, like, I would say that some of the musicians I know, some of the musicians that Ooh. are making it, are killing it, right? There's They're a there's a work super ethic. Hard. Right. But hold on, mm. with musicians, I think some people think of musicians as lazy. I just think they work unique hours. Uh, I don't I think don't, they're lazy. Not necessarily unique. I mean, well, when it comes to like shows and things like that, sometimes they'll be later in the night. Right. But so a you, lot of once you cross a line, it becomes a business. Yeah. Right. So there's a time where it's like, man, I'm playing a show and I'm just partying and playing a show and yada yada. But eventually there's a line that you cross. It's like, oh, this turns in from fun every single night to this is a business and this is how you live, make your livelihood and make money. And it seems to me like the people that can't make that shift and start working the hard They jobs, don't get out of right. that step and they right. just continue to play the same thing over and over and over downtown. Right. They don't ever and they step can't, outside and they don't, of They're not going to make it financially no. long term. They, they do, but they don't make it Big. Big. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Because you can be a starving artist, musician downtown, and it's Correct. totally fine. Right. And, and they think, and for some, how do I understand how people think that that's cool? 
It's like, man, and, and, and a lot of times musicians have this like bad rep that's like, oh, you're starving and poor and, and it's true. But their talent, like the talent level is higher than, I mean, I always look at it as people that make music and can write songs and do that provide entertainment and they get paid so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Like people really take advantage of that. Well, in Austin, when everybody can play guitar, at least say they can. Yeah. <laughs> everybody can and everybody can sing too. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, it's I, a whole I world. I can sing. I'm going to keep saying that until I die. Yeah. You can sing, Adrian. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah. Now listen, I can sing really oh, loud. Chris and I, too. I was really proud of my efforts this past week on I, Sunday. I am proud too. But you guys kept getting closer and closer, <laughs> both of you. And one st- guy would step closer, and the next one would be right there. Just it was great. It was pretty funny. Were you though. guys like working your way to the stage? In yeah, the middle of yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were. It was they right were there. Up. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god! It was great. It was. Yep. It was awesome. I, it made the worship experience definitely it more. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Didn't throw me off. It, I was I made was me like, smile. It made me smile, and, <laughs> and I was going cool. Yeah. Do we need a mosh pit for you up here during hey, service? Hey, that that would be great. No, no, no. I mean, I'm used to doing worship services where people actually come forward and like worship, <laughs> rather than cross armed staring you just down, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> so I'm thankful that time of worship is time for me to worship too. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a performance for me. It's just like, this is genuine and I really am just worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, when you look, they're like, are they okay? Yeah. They're they, so they're mad just, right now. Just like, mm, just I'm like, worshiping on the inside. On the outside, I'm a hard, cold case. This has happened to me before though here. And I remember, and no names or anything, but there's a guy and for like two services, he would just dead stare, just dead stare, no smile, no emotion. And in my head, because I am an insecure person in a lot of areas, <laughs> but I was like, man, is this guy really just having this bad of a time? And I thought about it. And then I was like, man, God, is this re-? like, I pray, I'm just praying like, are people really like getting this? Are we worshiping or is this, what's going on? And it, and the second time it happened, I thought about it. And after the service, he came up to me and he was like, I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you and how much I love worship and this and that. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> you have zero emotion. And I thought you were having the worst time of your right, life. Right. And he was very genuine about it. He was like, man, I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, well, there, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like th- I go back and forth between enjoying participating and then sometimes I'll stand and towards the back and just really love just watching and and being a part of it, but not being expressive in it. Yep. And that can be really that can be a a super cool connection moment for yeah. me that would look like I'm just angry and checked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can see that. That would be tough though to be up here trying to lead the efforts and feel a little. You gotta find the like one really excited person. Oh, I do. That's why I, there's a group of there's a group of people that I know that are gonna be there that m- you feel feed off of their energy. Yeah. yeah, and that is always good. Yeah, yeah. The so energy level goes together. Yeah, yeah. It's always we good. used to have our youth group years ago in the Rex, and I would hang out by the front, and they yeah. had a lot of energy, and that well, was really cool. When we do like a uh, night of prayer yes. and w- night of. Uh, like uh, concert pray, prayer, concert, concert praise, 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 concert, yeah. or on this fr- Good Friday service. Coming yeah, up. when the youth comes and they're and they come up to the front, mm-hmm. things like that. There's a different energy. Mm-hmm. There is, and it's nice. Yep, I can see that. 
All right. Well, uh, hey, that's about all we got time for on this episode of Pastor Plex Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, if you would love to be a part of the show, you can text us in, or you could like it, or be mildly irritated. That's too fine too. Just text us in at seven three seven two three one zero six zero five. We would love to hear from you, and we'd love to respond to your questions on faith, culture, and everything in between. So, thanks for listening. Make sure you share and subscribe. And from our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship.